Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Prayer House Podcast. Our mission and vision is simple, to spread the good news and the gospel to the ends of the world and to do it by building a community whose foundation is Jesus Christ. So welcome to the family. We hope you guys enjoy this message and that it is a blessing to you. Hi everyone, my name is Julia and I'm from Philly. I hope all of you are doing healthy, or well and healthy and safe. I want to thank God and Prayer House for giving me this great opportunity to be in the midst of all of you. I want to start this message with a word of prayer. So let's pray. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We give you all the glory and honor. God, I surrender myself into your hands. I ask and pray that you will make me a mouthpiece for your, for your word, Father, to reach into their hearts. I thank you and I praise you. In the name of Jesus, I ask and pray. Amen. So today I want to share with you all about the story of David and Goliath, what the Spirit of the Lord is, why we need it, and how it manifests in our life. So to start off, I would like to read 1 Samuel 17, verses 45. And it reads, You come against me with the sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. So from the story of David and Goliath, we can learn that The God that we serve is so much capable of defeating any of the giants that we have in our life. So when I say giants, think of anything that you think that is so tall like on you. For example, like the fear that you have, the depression that's on and off, the financial issues that you go through, maybe the doubts of faith that you go through, the trust issues that you have, the failures that you have. But you have to understand, you can only defeat these giants only if we know God and his nature well enough to step, step out in faith. When we know, we, when we do not know what the future holds, we have to trust him. But we just can't trust someone we don't know. So knowing God through his word will build our faith in him. Now, trusting God is the most important thing you can do. You cannot trust yourself because you will fail yourself every time. So for that, we need Jesus for our heart and for our mind. So we have all, we have all heard, uh, we have all read the verse from Proverbs 3, 5 that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. The Bible is being dead serious when it says do not lean on your own understanding because our heart is so deceitful and our emotions always fluctuate and our understanding doesn't see the whole big picture that lies ahead of us. So we tend to fear. But children of God, I want to tell you that God never lies. God never changes. God knows all. You need to trust in him. So we look at the story of David and Goliath. The Philistines all put their trust on Goliath. He was just one man. Whereas if you look at it, David put his trust on the living God. At the end, Goliath, that was five and a half feet giant, failed. But David did not. Because why? His trust was not in a man, but his God. Us as Christians who have trusted Christ as the only way to heaven, know that our battles with the giants in our life, you have to understand it will result in victory. That is only if we cling on, to, cling on by the faith that we have in God and his power. So David and Goliath, the illustration of the story, is one of the, the illustration of David and Goliath is one of the many examples of the supernatural power of our Lord. So we all know that God cares deeply 
for his children and wants only our best. Because every good and perfect gift is from above, as we read in James 1.17. Now, um, you have to understand God does allow things that we don't understand. But, I, but you have to understand that you have to hold on to him. Because when you hold on to him, he will hold on to you. If you trust him in everything, even if you, when you cannot walk, he will carry you. When you do not get a miracle, you can still be a miracle. So David's faith was born out of his experience of God's grace and mercy in his life up to that point. The Lord delivered him out of his dangerous situations in life, proving so that proved David that God's power and his trustworthiness. And David relied on God to deliver him from the Philistines. So I want to tell you all today that use the past victory to win the battle with your giants. That is too overwhelming for you right now. That has many shields up that are throwing words at you, that are piercing, that's piercing, that's throwing pierce, piercing words at you and making you question yourself about if you really are strong or if you're worthy enough. Since you see others that were trained for this stand back in fear of the giant. So if you think about it, all their life, you can see that they just learn to fear the wrong people and things in life. When you read Samuel, you can see that, First Samuel 17, you can see that David saved the sheep with the strength in God that allowed him to tear the mouth of the lion and the bear to save the sheep. So when I was reading that, I was thinking, okay, sheep, what can that be in our life? Sheep can be the joy, the happiness, moreover, the innocence, the purity that we hold so dearly. David was able to rip that out of the mouth, lion and bear, because of the Lord, because of him having the faith that God will come through. He knew that God was faithful to him and won't fail him. And, won't, and he was just, he knew that God was faithful enough to just kill, faithful and just to help him kill the giant. So when everyone that was trained for the battlefield, because when you read, David goes to give the food to his brothers, you can see that everyone that was trained for the battlefield had no confidence and feared death and failure. But David had the fear of the unchanging God, and God gave him the wisdom and knowledge to kill that giant. Now, I believe David feared God. Now, fearing means having such a reverence for him. Reverence means having a deep respect for him. So that really, really has a great impact on the way that we live our lives. Having the fear of God is respecting him, is obeying him, submitting to his discipline, and worshiping him in all. So nothing could stand against Goliath's strength and armor. But I believe that the armor that David wore was the trust that he had in God. So remember... When we, are, when we decide that we're going to trust, we're going to be confident, we're going to have faith in God, know that. Satan knows when you are preparing yourself to fight. That is when he will throw the flaming arrows at you, like we read in Ephesians 6, 16. It says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you, have, we can, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, when we apply that to what Goliath did to David, we can read in Samuel 17, 44, it says, he, Goliath taunts David by saying, Am I a dog that you come against me with the staff? 
Then he cursed David by his gods and said, Come here to me and I will feed your flesh to the birds of the air and beasts of the field. So, you're preparing yourself to fight. So, what do you need to do? Like the Bible says, you need to take up the shield of faith so that it can extinguish all the piercing words, the thoughts, the people around you telling you, can you really do it? Can you, do you really think you can do this? Last time you were kind of scared, but do you really think you can do it? These all questions, these many other flaming arrows that Satan throws at you, you can extinguish with the shield of faith that you have. Now, the thing is, David proclaims his authority by saying this. In Samuel 17, 45, when you read it, it says, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. That was his assurance. And a man who comes up with his enemies with this assurance will fight and conquer. So us having a reasonable confidence is one of the most important and difficult weapons in in a warrior's armory. Know that fear is so useless. So there's a saying that a man who calmly accepts to win has already begun to conquer it. So you need to know that our way of thinking has so much to do with our might. Trust and confidence, like I said, are built up upon a period of time. It will usually take us some time to overcome the innate habit that we have of, oh no, what's going to happen? The fear, the anxiety. The first thing that happens to us in any situation that's new to us is the habit of worry. It is an innate habit of anxiety, innate habit of fear. That is why it is important to hang in there with God. Do not quit and give up because you gain understanding and spiritual strength as you go through the situations in life. Because each time you go through a situation, you become a little stronger than you were last the time before. Sooner or later, if you don't give up, you will find yourself in place of complete rest and peace, and trust in God. So now moving on to the next topic, which will allow us to understand how we can get trust, confidence, fear of God, the ultimate faith, and moreover, the hope for better things to come. The answer to that is Holy Spirit. So when we, take, when we turn our Bibles to 1 Samuel 16, verses 13, It says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon him, came upon David in full power. So back in time, uh, I was reading upon the anointing oil that was poured on David's head. It actually stood for holiness because it separated him from other people and set him apart for God's work. Likewise. The Holy Spirit separates us from other worshipers. Now, before I tell you the importance of the Spirit of God in our life, first, I will have to tell you what this Holy Spirit is and why we need it. So as we read our Bible, you can understand the Spirit of the Lord was there from the beginning and it was hovering over the waters. He is a comforter for those that comes from the Father. He assists the people in prayer. He intercedes for us for God's people in accordance to the will of God, as we read in Romans 8.26. He also leads the believers into righteousness, like we can read in Galatians 5.16, 
and produces his fruit in those yielded to him, as we can read in Galatians 5, 22. I know some people think that the spirit, we all, some people think that the spirit of God is all, Holy Spirit is all about tongues and they just disregard it. But the truth is without the Holy Spirit, you cannot interpret the word of God properly. You cannot live a godly life. You cannot serve God without the power of the spirit working in your life. How do you know when you have the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? You will know when you have a holy obsession with Jesus. You will walk, you will think, and you breathe Jesus. Everything in you wants to just share about Jesus, and you will receive a revelation from God. Your understanding will deepen of the scripture, about the holiness, about the word, and about the cross. And no, and God will allow, the Spirit of God will allow you to understand the truth that God, that God has hidden for us, for the ones who love him, and the ones that he knows he can trust to carry his spirit. When you live in spirit, you will begin to love what God loves. And you will begin to hate what God hates. You will walk in holiness and you will resist the temptations and want to feel God's presence in your life all the time. We all might think, okay, we, got, we think that we got saved because we chose to be saved. That is true. For, if you think about it, it is really true for some extent. But first of all, you should understand what made you realize that you needed to be saved. You got convicted. That conviction that you got was from the Holy Spirit. So with that being said, Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. Now, he will, he will point us to where, who Jesus is and why we need him in our life and how he fits in our life. Now, in, our, in scriptures from, from Romans 8, 11, it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is a living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also live life to your mortal, will give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. From this, we can see the Holy Spirit is God's promise, or in other words, a guarantee of eternal life for those who believe in him. The spirit in, is in us, is by faith and by faith we are certain to live with christ forever know that if there's no spirit there's no resurrection if there's no spirit no confession over the lordship of jesus if there's no spirit there's no spiritual wisdom if there's no spirit there is no spiritual gifts and if there's no spirit you will have no victories over sin so think about this we're talking about the Holy Spirit and how we need the power of the Holy Spirit in us and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So I want to I make you guys think about this thought. So Jesus taught his disciples for three years. Even though they have seen all the miracles, heard all of it, witnessed all things that Jesus has done, they were still not ready to do things that Jesus called them to do until the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. That you can read and understand by uh, looking at Act 1, verses 7 to 8. 1, verses 7 to 8. So I want, you, I want to tell you that even though we might pray every day, read the devotions every day, watch podcasts, and listen to songs about God, you will only have the authority when you have the Spirit of the Lord upon you. Now, if you're wondering how can you feel this presence of God and this presence of Holy Spirit upon you, 
first you need a change in heart and when you have that change in heart, change of heart i'm telling you your soul will thirst for the living god how you might wonder how does this change of heart comes from it comes from repentance repentance me- means that you need to quit living for your glory and quit being a servant to your flesh and you turn from what you used to be and the way that you used to live and the way that you get used to give your flesh pleasure and give your life into the hands of Jesus knowing know that repentance is a change of heart that you that it's just it's a change of heart that will bring the cha- it will just bring you to completely change the actions that you do that gives you the pleasure now do you know the times when you feel that i don't think that's right i don't when you have that feeling in your heart when you're doing something i don't think that's right or should i really do that or um things like should i have said that or should i have looked that way or show, or acted that way that is the holy spirit convicting you but every time you ignore it and do what you want for a quick gratification or a quick for a quick uh, feeling of pleasure or any quick feeling for your flesh, you are numbing that Holy Spirit from the convictions that it's giving you to live a better life and to be pleasing to God. So I love this verse from Galatians 5.16 that says, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of your flesh. That is a powerful promise that is being made. So dear children of God, I want to tell you that when you pray, Instead of asking God to change your circumstances, ask him to change you in the circumstances so that you can have the grace to stand through it. Now, like I said before, when you get more closer to God and live in spirit and is, is thirsting to live in spirit, Satan will come, come on with a lot of thought, doubts and questions that you have and the unwanted thoughts that you have in your mind. He will make you think that there is no God, that they, he will do that he will do that there's no God and that, you know, he just wants you to feel so vulnerable and he doesn't want you to feel like you can actually overcome it. But you, that's the exact hour that you need to be faithful. As Christians, we are encouraged and we are set to worship by the spirit of God. That is what separates our people and us is that we, we have to worship with this, by the Spirit of God. Because we don't just worship. We worship by the Spirit of God because it makes us feel the value of Jesus. Now, being filled by the Spirit means that you need to submit to God. You're, you need to be obedient to Him. And every moment that you live, living, every moment that you live, it depends on how you live. And if it's, you, there's a big difference when you're living in the flesh and when you're living in spirit. You cannot please God when you live in flesh. So I want to say that if I want to say this, if you're in time, if you're in a time of trial, please understand and realize that your worry is completely useless. And please use the time, this time, and the time ahead of you to build your trust in God. And as I was reading so many, uh, as I was reading this amazing quote by the by this person it really touched my heart and every time it it comes in my head, every time that I have, when I feel so down and I'm like, I can't do this, God, this is just a huge thing. I always think about this words, words that that I read and it goes like this. When a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, 
you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust, you trust the train driver or the engineer. So with that, be still and know that he is God. He will get you out of the situation that you are in. Because he, he gave us so many supernatural examples in the Bible with the story of David and Goliath of how we have to overcome the things that we are facing with the past victories that you had in your battles, in your, in your life, all the things that you can use, just like David you used all these examples to tell Saul, hey, I have fought off lions, a lion and bears to grab the sheep out of their mouth. He used his past battles, just like we can use our battles to win the victories that are coming forward to us. And that can only be done when you have the Spirit of the Lord upon you. Spirit of the Lord upon you happens when you have a change of heart. Change of heart is needed, and that is done by repentance. And with that, I want to say, give your unknown future to a known God. And I would like to end this message with the word of God, with a word of prayer for anyone that may be going through this tough time, trials, or anyone that is going through this tough situation in their life that they just needed a confirmation that they need to trust God and be still. And I would like to end with the prayer. Let's pray. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God Almighty, thank you for allowing me to talk about what you had, what you had put in my heart for a long time, God. I thank you for allowing us to all understand. I bless everyone that, come, that has came into this virtual meeting, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless those who are hungry and thirsty for your word and for your Holy Spirit. Father, for you promised that when you ask that you will give, give us the Holy Spirit, and we have it in us. But we pray for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our lives, God, through the way that we talk, the way we act, the way that we have a change of heart and the repentance, God. Give us this confidence that is in you and that is only attained by your Holy Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus for your mercy and for your kindness. I pray for those people that, are, that need peace. I pray over them the peace that comes from you alone. In the name of Jesus, I ask and pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray over you today that the word of God touched you and transformed you as only his word can. Rate us and leave a review if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Till then, keep searching, keep listening for his voice, and we'll see you again next time, fam.